What is the campaign for nursing's future? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Andrea Higgum, the director of the Johnson & Johnson Campaign for Nursing's Future, located in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Ms. Higgum, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thanks, Susan. It's lovely to be here. Tell us about the campaign for Nursing's Future, sponsored by Johnson & Johnson? Well, the campaign is something that we launched back in February of 2002, and it's a multi-year, $50 million national initiative that is designed to basically enhance the image of the nursing profession, recruit new nurses and nurse faculty, and work on some retention issues for nurses that are currently in the profession. What led to your interest in the campaign? Well, it was something that all of us at Johnson & Johnson had been seeing, or I should say the shortage is something that all of us at Johnson & Johnson has been seeing escalate over the course of the last five, seven, ten years. And we felt that we would be in a unique position to possibly work with different nursing schools and different nursing professional organizations across the country to maybe help alleviate the shortage. We just felt that it was our responsibility and a priority for all of us. And nurses are near and dear to us at Johnson & Johnson and to me personally. So we just thought this was a, a pretty good investment on our part. It's a great investment. How many years do you expect it to continue? Well, we hope to stay in it until we're really able to make a significant dent in alleviating the shortage. When we launched the campaign, our goal was to focus on the next five to seven years. Well, we're currently in our sixth year, so we're still in it, and we're in it for the long haul, and we do see that we, working with all of our partners across the country, have made a significant difference, but there's still a lot more to be done, and we've increased our focus to include faculty as well. And we're hopeful that we will be able to continue to make a difference and eventually alleviate the shortage itself. Well, congratulations on that. It sounds like there is a correlation between an increase in enrollment and recruitment and using campaign materials. Mm -hmm. We have seen a pretty dramatic increase as far as recruitment of nursing students is concerned. Our estimates show that about a half a million nurses have entered the profession since the campaign has launched, and we've also seen interest in a career in nursing with high school students rise significantly as well. So we're pretty hopeful that all of our efforts together are making a difference, and the bottom line is that nursing is a great career choice, and it's a really wonderful and dynamic profession, and and people are just beginning to get a little bit more cognizant of that fact. Let's go back to the building blocks of the campaign. Describe the specific goals for us. Well, the specific goals have really been around enhancing the image, working on recruitment, and working on retention. So we've developed a multifaceted campaign that includes everything from recruitment materials at nursing schools across the country and high schools and career fairs. We've been very fortunate. When we launched the campaign, we launched a multifaceted campaign that has numerous different components to it everything from recruitment materials that nursing schools and career fairs and different organizations can use to help talk to young people and second career seekers about, you know, potentially looking at nursing as a career choice. We have two wonderful and very informative websites that are out there. One is called Discover Nursing, which is specifically targeted to prospective nurses. The second is called Campaign for Nursing, which is all about information and resources that are available for existing nurses. We've had wonderful 
wonderful success with our regional fundraising events. To date, we've hosted about 30 of them, and we've raised upwards of about $14 million. Of this $14 million, all of it is going for nursing education in the form of nursing student scholarships, nurse faculty fellowships, which are basically scholarships for nurses that want to go back to school to get a degree which would enable them to teach nursing. And then the third and probably one of the most popular categories right now that this funding has been directed towards is grants for nursing schools to help them increase their nursing student capacity immediately. Those are just touching on some of the things. Of course, we also have a national advertising campaign that focuses on talking about what nurses really do and the impact that they have. We also have one of our commercials that's directed at potential nurse faculty. So we're really trying to take a widespread, (laughs) multi-compartmentalized approach to alleviating the shortage. It sounds like you're really making a difference here. I hope so. I really feel confident that we've got some great partnerships. We've been working with some really wonderful nurses all across the country, and they've been so dedicated to this endeavor of ours. And I think together we really are beginning to make a difference. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Andrea Higgum, the director of the Johnson & Johnson Campaign for Nursing's Future. Andrea, tell us, how has nursing education changed over the years? Well, I think the education and practice of nursing is continuously evolving, and progress in that area has always been a very important part of nursing. Nursing education is available, as we know, at college campuses all across the country, but there are also online courses. There's a lot of continuing education that nurses need to do. The practice of nursing, as we know, remains very, very hands-on, but advances in technology have definitely enabled nurses and nursing students to work and learn much more efficiently than in previous years. What types of advanced degrees and certifications are available now? Well, there are lots of different entry points into nursing. So you could go to a two-year associate program, a three-year hospital program, or a four-year baccalaureate program. And all of those things would basically enable you to become an RN, a registered nurse. Once you've reached that level, we really encourage folks to go on. If you've gone through either a hospital program or an associate program, we really encourage individuals to look at going through a baccalaureate program. That baccalaureate degree, or BSN, as it's commonly referred to, is really the bridge into advanced degrees for nursing. And that can run the gamut, anything from you could become a nurse anesthetist, you could become a registered nurse practitioner, you can go into forensic nursing, you could go into pediatric neonatal intensive care nursing. There are all kinds of nurse midwife, I mean, there are all kinds of different levels of advanced practice. And as I said, the entry into that is that baccalaureate program, but there's also all these, what we call an MSN, which is a master's science in nursing. There are all these different levels of that as well. And then, of course, there's also the PhD programs. You could go in and, you know, get a doctorate in nursing and, and go into research and the scientific investigation of nursing on different components of our healthcare system. Tell us more about the types of alternative nursing programs and accelerated programs that are available now. Well, it's really interesting. There's a lot of prospective nursing students right now that are considering these alternative nursing programs to obtain their degrees. Some of the schools are offering online nursing degree programs, which really allows the students to create their own schedule and help eliminate commutes and not have to worry about childcare issues and things like that. But the accelerated programs are, I think, where the most interest is right now these days. And these are programs for 
people that have graduated with a baccalaureate degree in something other than nursing. So there are accelerated programs that range in lanes, anything from I've seen programs that are 12 months, which is pretty intensive, to 24 months. And it is available for individuals, as I said, that already have some sort of baccalaureate degree. And then they look to go into nursing by exploring these accelerated programs, and they do graduate with a BSN from an institution that will enable them to become a registered nurse. The accelerated programs are definitely very popular right now, and particularly with second career seekers. It's a great way for somebody who's in their 30s, perhaps in their 40s, to immerse themselves in nursing in a pretty direct way and also in a fairly efficient and effective way that's not going to interfere so much with their lifestyle. It's not going to interfere with perhaps child care issues or needing a salary, not taking four years off without getting paid and things like that. So they're very popular. We actually have an entire section of our website that is dedicated to locating accelerated programs for prospective nurses. What feedback are you receiving from employers regarding the graduates of these types of programs? It's very interesting because they're saying that because these people that have graduated from these accelerated programs generally have work experience in other areas, they're coming into nursing with sometimes a business background or perhaps a computer science background or communications, marketing, who knows what it is. But it's actually given them more of a world view before they got into nursing. So they're finding that a lot of people are really thinking that this accelerated program is a terrific way to go. It's obviously not going to be the mainstay as far as getting a degree in nursing is concerned, but it's a great way, as I mentioned before, for prospective nurses to really immerse themselves in nursing and get out there in the practice as quickly as possible. And it's also much more cost-effective as well. It doesn't cost as much to train someone through an accelerated program as it does for someone to start over and go through a whole BSN program from the beginning. How are the clinicals addressed? The clinicals are addressed exactly the same way that they would be done in nursing school. The accelerated programs are not for what we tend to call the faint of heart. It's a very, very intensive program where you're spending a considerable amount of time. And depending on the state, because laws vary, obviously, state by state, your requirements for your clinical rotation are exactly the same as someone who is going through a regular BSN program. Educate us on the shortages in terms of nursing faculty. That seems to be, from all the research that we've seen, where the biggest issue lies right now. As we know, there's a horribly acute shortage of nursing professionals, but I think exacerbating that right now is this acute shortage of nurse faculty. Unfortunately, nurse faculty are aging out, meaning that the average age is close to 50 years old for nurse faculty. They're getting close to retirement, and we have no one in the pipeline to replace them. Estimates show from an organization called the American Association of Colleges of Nursing that upwards of 40,000 qualified applicants were actually turned away from nursing school last year. What we've been able to see in order to meet the projected need as far as what nurses are, what nurses are going to need to be doing in the next 10, 15, 20 years, we will need to have a 40% annual increase in the number of nursing students in programs. And unfortunately, that is just nowhere near going to happen if we're not able to get more faculty and really get more people interested in faculty so we can have a very rich and vital pipeline of prospective nursing faculty. How do you plan to do that? 
Well, we plan to do it in a couple of ways. We're working with some partners that we have. I just mentioned one of them, which is called AACN. We've set up a minority nurse faculty scholarship program with them where we're really trying to get minority nurses interested in faculty. It's interesting, as I'm sure most of your listeners are aware, nursing is very much predominantly female, and it's also predominantly Caucasian. And we've tried with a great deal of concentration on this area to get people with different ethnic backgrounds and men interested in nursing. But we're also trying to get them interested in faculty positions because you really need to not only be able to provide culturally competent care by the nurses themselves, but you also need to showcase the different cultures through education. And that's something that is sorely lacking. So this partnership that we have is going a great way to to help in that respect. Andrea Higgum, thank you so much for joining us to discuss the Johnson & Johnson campaign for nursing future. Thank you for having me, Susan. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library of on-demand podcasts, or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-MD-XM157. Thank you for listening.